Militarily Speaking Episode 11, a talk with Shane Smead from Park University. This episode, we talk with Shane Smead from Park University, right here in our own backyard, Tom, headquartered in Parkville, Missouri. Yeah. Welcome to Militarily Speaking, brought to you by Armed Forces Bank. This is Tom McLean and uh, a non-caffeinated traveling fool from Orlando <laughs> recently that's back in the saddle, my co-host Jody Vickery. We're going to do our best without coffee today. Okay, well. Brace, for, brace yourself. Again, welcome to our show. We are so excited to have you listening and learning about Park University and how they support our military communities. I'd like to take just a second, Shane, if, if you'll bear with us and introduce you for our listening audience. Shane Smead is the president of Park University. Before his recent appointment, he served as Park's vice president and chief operating officer. In that role, Smead provided strategic and tactical leadership to more than half of the university's staff in the areas of enrollment management, student success, financial aid services, marketing, this is a long list, I know. Keep student going. engagement, athletics, and campus center operations. It sounds like you kind of did everything, Shane. In addition, he was responsible for approximately 16,000 students annually, including 10,000 active duty, National Guard, Reserve, Veteran, and Military Family Member students. Are you finished? They might be our favorite the, students. Yes. No, there, there is more. There's more. There's there is more. Yeah. Shane is a busy guy. He has more than 20 years of progressive experience in higher education, including admissions at Kaplan University, Vice President and Chief Operating Officer at Ottawa University, and President at DeVry University, Metro 1 and 2. He earned a Master of Arts degree in Higher Education and Student Affairs Administration from St. Louis University. I think I drove through there yesterday. (laughs) And a Master of Business degree from Keller Graduate School of Management. He has played a volunteer leadership role with several Kansas City organizations, and he serves on the Board of Directors of the Kansas City Area Development Council and the Command and General Staff College Foundation. Right. Isn't that at Fort Leavenworth? Fort Leavenworth, right. yeah. They yeah. do good work. They do good work there. That's a mouthful, Shane. Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's the end of our podcast. I yeah. feel somewhat <laughs> inadequate now. That's yes. the end of the time today. So Tom and Jody, it's great to be with you today. Wonderful. Thanks. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here and uh, share with our listening audience about Park University We thought it might be helpful just to kind of tee this up for our listeners who may not be familiar with Park University to give you the chance to provide an overview of your mission and how you serve military members around the world. We know that Park was founded in 1875, so I would say that having been around for that long, you've certainly found the formula for success in the education model. But why don't you just take a few seconds and tell our our listening audience all about Park University. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, and thanks so much for for having me. We we love the opportunity at Park University to talk about our military background and history, our military students and families. And so from the inception, Park has really been committed to providing accessible, student-centered, quality higher education. The formula, if you will, for our successful education model is that we meet students where they are. You know, whether they're first-time traditional freshmen, and we have plenty of those students here in Parkville, as well as at our Gilbert, Arizona campus, or adult students wanting to complete a bachelor's degree or professional seeking a master's degree to advance their career. So we see students at all phases of their educational journey. And Park's affiliation with the military actually stretches back to the Civil War. And so one of our original students was a Civil War veteran, and it continued on. In 1901, we established a military department. And today, of course, we serve thousands of military students 
So PARC understands that the United States military's focus and value is on education. And as such, PARC University is uniquely positioned to provide education, of course, to our active duty service members, our wonderful veterans across the United States, around the world, their families. We hold those classes either via face-to-face at military installations, of course, at one of our other non-military installations. We also offer online education or there's even hybrid formats for students. And you know, at Park University, we really continue to strive for new ways to deliver education. And so we recently launched an online plus, as we're calling it, program, which as you know, most universities offer asynchronous online classes. You go on at three o'clock in the morning or 11 a.m. and you take your classes. And what we found out is that students wanna be connected face-to-face real time. And so Online Plus offers a synchronous option for students along with our other asynchronous options for online. So again, in higher education, we do continue to look at ways that we deliver education. And I would say lastly that, you know, we believe this is an excellent modality, especially for our military affiliated students. And we'll continue to look at modalities that will help them be successful in the future. That's fantastic. I know when my son was starting college, he started right when COVID happened and they didn't have they didn't have it all figured out quite yet to be able to interact with students real time in a classroom setting remotely. And so that online plus opportunity would have been a really good one for him, I think, just especially getting started in school yeah. and trying to feel his way. That would have been very helpful. And my, my daughter is a biology teacher in Florida, so she had to do both styles mm. of teaching in person and and through computer, it's tough to keep the attention span going on, especially Definitely. in the high school students. Definitely. Yeah. Well, students, I think we found during this pandemic period, we're really craving to get that personal experience yeah. with other students. And so it's great to really deliver the education that they need and want, and also have these other options for students that would prefer the flexibility of an asynchronous environment. Sure. I sure. think that transfers over to the corporate world too these days about having that flexibility and having a hybrid work environment. So thank you for that great answer. That was a great commercial for Park University. So I hope our our listeners are certainly going to benefit from all those details. So tell us about the Global Warrior concept, right? There's a Global Warrior Center. There is. We're incredibly proud of the Global Warrior Center. It's housed in our new College of Management building. It's our newest academic structure on campus, really at the front of the campus that's facing the Missouri River. And so for those that haven't been to Parkville, Missouri, it's just 10 miles north of downtown. We're up on the hill overlooking the river and there is the Global Warrior Center. But the Global Warrior Center doesn't just support students here in Parkville. It's an extension to all of our students and non-students. So students of other universities, prospective students, family members, anyone who's seeking more information about how to receive educational services, can contact our Global Warrior Center. So today, as I mentioned, you know, we support thousands of military affiliated students, whether it's active duty reserves, National Guard, ROTC, veteran, of course, our spouses and dependents. But using the Park Global Warrior Center, we provide the broad support to military students that assist them mostly with their VA benefits and so that they can receive those benefits to help them with their education. And we also provide information and resources to support their transition into higher education from civilian life, which, as you know, that's a difficult transition at times. And I would say that as we talked about the extension support for our campuses, Park University actually has 41 campuses in total. 
And that does include the Parkville location. We're in 22 states, online, worldwide. Students are studying all around the world. And so the Global Warrior Center really allows students to access these kinds of services wherever they are. And, and not to mention of our 41 campus centers, 22 are on Air Force bases. We have five on Marine Corps, three Army and one Navy. So we really cover many of the services as well. You've got some of your campuses, we've talked about this, that are on installations where we operate an Armed Forces Bank. And so talk a little bit more. You mentioned how many locations you have and how, what branches of service you cover, but how does that strategy help you with the overall mission for Park University, having that physical presence on an installation as well as offering the online solution for people too? It helps us tremendously because still even today, many students do want to have that face-to-face experience and they want to be able to receive those services and attend classes right where they go to work every day. And so we're fortunate to have had the relationship for many decades at these military installations. And, and again, so, so many students that take classes face-to-face at some point will take online classes as well, but, but they do appreciate having that face-to-face experience too. Yeah, it's nice to give them give them the option for sure. So when you talk about the active duty and the veteran populations facing unique challenges in their academic careers, um, what are some of the support services that Park provides either through the Global Warrior Center or, or outside of that? I know when my husband was pursuing his degree, he's a retired soldier, 20 years in the Army, and he had to find somebody to help him translate military experience to potential class credits and and all that goes with that, and then even speak that language as he then used his degree to find a job post-Army life, right? So what kind of support services does Park offer along those lines or any others unique to that military lifestyle? The great news, Jody, with that is so many of our staff and faculty have experience, either they've experienced the military, they have family members who have served in the military, or when they arrive at Park University, they receive substantial training. And so they start to understand, you know, things like what's a DD-214 <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and some of the types of forms that military personnel are used to having that, that civilians may not understand. And so we, we understand the military culture and we are able to support students as they transition. So we've, you know, really, as we think about it, we filtered through 40,000 plus veteran service organizations. We make recommendations regarding which to use ensuring that our military students receive life and transition support that they need to be successful. So not only really working with them directly, but of course, being a liaison or a bridge to some of the the VSOs or the veteran service organizations to help them with that as well. That's excellent. You You mentioned earlier, Shane, about the transitioning from military life to civilian life and for active duty military and the veterans that are not necessarily seeking jobs, but maybe trying to build some skills or participate in some workshops that'll help them get them ready. Do you want to talk a little bit about the workshop environment for Park? Absolutely. I'd love to. So Tom, you know, our goal is to really help build the professional network while they're a student to ensure that they have this successful transition into career. And so we realize that there are many employers that are really looking for individuals who have a service background, who come with that level of skill set. And so through our career development center, we have the opportunity to partner and work with a network of veteran inclusive organizations that really provide mentors, internships, jobs, inclusive 
not necessarily meaning friendly necessarily, but inclusive means veteran employee resource group. So we have human resources training regarding hiring veterans and a history of having high populations of veteran employees. So as we work closely with those individuals, we feel like Park University is best positioned to help them be successful. We also, of course, look at enrollment timeframes. And so students have the opportunity to attend classes, not just twice a year, like they would maybe at a traditional university, but we have enrollment five times a year. And so classes begin in August for our fall semester, October, we have a fall two semester. We have classes again then in January and March for spring one and spring two, respectively. And then, of course, we have sort of that early June timeframe, which is our smallest term, but many of our students are ambitious and they're active and they want to continue their education to be able to graduate sooner. So we're proud of the fact that our military students, you know, find Park University, they stay at Park University. Oftentimes they come having attended several other colleges or universities. So we take their training and their experience and their background, and we look at that and how it can articulate into college credit. We look at their previous transcripts from other colleges, universities. We look at how we can bring that in as well so that students can be able to graduate faster and be out into the workforce and really help them transition into their career successfully. I love that five times a year enrollment opportunity. Are those then condensed classes? Like they're more compact, the same amount of effort, energy, and hours just in a shorter time frame? So if they go the five terms per year, it is compressed and and accelerated. So that way the students are taking them in eight weeks as opposed Mm -hmm. to 16 weeks. We do also offer the traditional start points as well in the fall and in the in the spring and so the students can take full 16 week courses if they want those courses are offered on parkville's campus and so if they want to attend online or at one of our campus centers they'll they'll take those classes in eight week formats which we find most adults would prefer that yeah it would make it nice if you knew you had a window say between training or deployment exercises or preparedness exercises to be able to to work something in definitely Are there resources that you would point out that Park offers specific to military families or, you know, as a military spouse to to the spouse population that might be different than their active duty counterparts? So we really treat the spouses and the family as as important as we do the the students themselves who are active duty or, or veterans. And so we participate in the military spouses employment program and extend all of our services to military spouses and dependent children. And so that's really a huge plus for us. At the same time, we offer a spouse and dependent tuition rate. So that way, you know, if you're a spouse of a military person, you can actually go to school really for the same type of tuition rate that you would if you were active yourself. That's wonderful. Do you you want to know what people are saying about Park University? Sure. There's a couple of testimonies. You're going to make Shane nervous now. I know. There's a... (laughs) I'm only going to read the good ones. I'm not sure if this is the joke entrance, Shane. No, no, that's coming. (laughs) Okay. So I just want to read a couple of testimonials about Park. I fully recommend this school. The curriculum is excellent and the teachers are invested in the process. I had a great learning experience. And then another comment was the diverse selection of courses required for this degree prepared me for a very broad scope of career fields. Many of my instructors were retired military officers and enlisted They excelled at describing how military experiences directly relate to corporate environments and how well those experiences serve them in their own corporate careers and business ventures. So, you know, you're, you're talking 
wonderful things about park. People people are saying wonderful things about park. So I just wanted to throw those in there because it's a compelling story and there's a lot of good reasons why people would want to look into Park University. I think so. And I love that you take care of the whole family and the spouse as well. We're partners with MSEP as well. The Military Spouse Employment Partnership had them for a long, long time. Yeah. So happy to hear that you're actively engaged with them as well. Did you want to ask Tom about the ROTC program? I, do, I, I kind of want to say a joke, but I'm going to ask about ROTC. So are you <laughs> I ready? I should save it. Let's build anticipation okay. for the joke, you know. <laughs> Thanks for uh, asking the question. You want me to ask it formally? Yes. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about the ROTC, the Reserve Officers Training Corps that you offer? Absolutely. You know, and before I answer that question, Tom, I want to go back and, <laughs> and maybe comment on the support for the military families again. Yes. I'd be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to say that, you know, we we realize um, the dedication and and support that's necessary from family members for those that are serving. I remember the first time, sort of a funny aside, I'll, it's not really a joke, Tom, but it's sort of a funny <laughs> story. That's right. It's a good entry point for me, though. So thank yeah, you. This is a launching pad for his joke, Shane. <laughs> yeah, I, so I it's going to be your fault. <laughs> I'm getting him started right here. We were, we were at a Veterans Day baseball game years ago. I was a young kid. It was at Royal Stadium. And uh, they asked anybody who had served in the United States military to stand and be recognized. And I remember my dad stood and I looked at him and said, Dad, why are you standing? <laughs> And he said, because I, I served in the United States Army during the Vietnam conflict. And I thought, how in the world did I not know that <laughs> as, a, as a young boy? So I think we, we see this, um, this humble service member, you know, their families, they're dedicated. This was an individual who had, his family had come. He was born in Canada. He came to the United States. The conflict came about. He went down with his brother and enlisted. He went into the Army. His brother went Air Force. So, you know, we're proud of our families, those that served. And it was probably shortly after I arrived at Park University, our board of trustees usually has military, retired military on our board. And one of them was retired general. And he spoke continually about the support for military families. And that really sunk deep into my heart. And so we focus on the whole family. All right, so Tom, back to your question on the ROTC <laughs> program. Notice he went right into that to not give you space for a joke. We, we can edit. We can edit that. Well played, Jane. Inject my jokes. All right, go ahead. Well, I didn't know if it was going to be about baseball or what it was going to be about. So, so we, you know, we're really proud. A retired Colonel Army Gary Kerr really heads up our Global Warrior Center and our efforts and strategic alliances here at Park University. And we are one of five schools that are part of the United States Army Cadet Command Pony Express Battalion. We typically have between 15 to 20 cadets active in ROTC program, and we provide the entire battalion of about 100 cadets with classroom and training space. And the university, you know, as you've been to Park University, I know you've been on campus, you realize we have hundreds of acres, you know, 700 acres on the Parkville campus. And, and on most Thursday mornings, you can find cadets in the wood line. So we, we present a unique environment, occasionally paintball and things like that, where there's great training that takes place, but they have fun. They're here. You can often go into our workout facilities and see them working out early in the morning. They're dedicated. We want to continue to grow our RTC program. So we're very proud of our cadets. 
I love that. I might I need to get Tom out there for some paintball action. Maybe we can just, just the two of us. Just yeah. the two of us one actually. Of us comes back. One of us gets a helmet and pads, the other one doesn't. <laughs> you know. You know this, the, thank you, Shane, for that. This reminds me of a couple jokes oh, that I that I it's time. These are, it's there, time. There, there's three one liners, Shane. You've got to laugh at one of them, okay? That's okay. so thirty-three percent not a big the, deal. Can we wait till the end? No. So my brother was a history major and I wanted to study history at my university, but people told me there's no future in it. So these, but these are stupid jokes, right, Jody? They they might in fact so, qualify as a so stupid joke. Oh, for one, but you could ask Shane. me because my daughter said that I actually was alive back in history, like when the colonies were here. And, yeah, you know. well, well, you were actually one of the first students at Park University. So. <laughs> I was there when it was, I was. I was at the ribbon cutting. <laughs> so here's another one. I'm going to try this one. I'm going from worst to best. Okay, Shane. What what's a professor's favorite snack? I don't know, Tom. Academia nuts. Love it. I love right. it. So you, that that's a semi laugh courtesy, but it wasn't very good. So the other one is, what did the buffalo say to his son before he left for college? What did the buffalo say? Bye, son. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> now that was a genuine laugh from Shane. Smith. The last one was probably the best one. I think he ordered I them did. correctly. I ordered them the second one was terrible. The, the no just, future in it one was terrible. Well, they both, they all three actually were kind of terrible. <laughs> But the last well, one was the least terrible. When we invite Shane back again, when he doesn't want to come back again, then we'll talk more about jokes. Jody, I'm glad you said the second one because I didn't think there was a second one. So I was waiting for the third. Whoa. <laughs> I really like Shane. This you can come back whenever you want. With Shane Speed. Yes. Yeah. Now yes. We've got a, we have a couple more questions for you, Shane, if you're willing to stick around just for a few more minutes. I think I'll be finished Might be with him. jokes. Yes. I am okay. thinking, yes. I'm sure there's a time constraint. <laughs> Okay, we're going to bring it back around. So back to Park University on the website, Shane, I saw that George S. Robb, a 1912 graduate of Park University, served in World War One as an officer with the 369th Infantry Regiment, better known as the Harlem Hellfighters. Thought that was a pretty cool, pretty <laughs> yeah. cool thing. Yeah. It also states that Park University history majors assist in conducting research related to the Valor Medals Review Project. I know Tom and I have had some visibility to that, but we'd love for you to share about that project with our audience. Thanks, Jody. So, I mean, Park University, I know, I know I'm bragging a little bit today, but has a number of centers of excellence. And just like the United States military, we talk about centers of excellence. The university does too. And, and the, of course, the Global Warrior Center that I spoke of earlier is a center of excellence. Our Valor Medals Review Project is also a center of excellence. And so Dr. Tim Westcott, who heads that up, we have a team of researchers and historians, and they're performing a systematic investigation into the minority. So African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, Jewish-American, and Native American veterans of the Great War. So 1914, 1921, who in spite of deserving deeds may have been unjustly denied high-level Valor Awards, really owing to their racial or religious background. And so you probably could imagine that took place. So in particular, service members worthy of a Medal of Honor may have been downgraded to a Distinguished Service Cross or Navy Cross or a French Croix de Guerre with Palm and or an Archive Medal of Honor recommendation. And these are, these are amazing recognitions as well. But if they were of a certain race or religious background, sometimes those things played into it. So currently there are 214 service members 
uh, the United States Army, the Army Corps, Marines, Navy, Navy Air Corps who have qualified for review. So we have 214 service members to put that in perspective. Let me give you how that breaks down. We have 105 Jewish Americans, 73 African Americans, 23 Native Americans, 12 Hispanic Americans, and one Asian American. So these service members represent 14 countries, 32 US states. We have 12 tribes and nations and are composed of 197 soldiers, seven Marines, four sailors, five Army service, and one Naval Air Service veteran. So we are really proud that the Center of Excellence, and at Park University, it's called the George S. Robb Center. So in conjunction with Lame Deer Films, I know what a great name, Lame, Lame Deer Films, debuted a 30-minute documentary related to the Valor Medals Review Project, and it's called More Than a Medal. And we hope each of you have the opportunity to see that documentary. We debuted that at the time at the National World War I Museum and Memorial here in Kansas City, Missouri. And then we have additional screenings for the documentary in select places across the country. So it's on the move right now. And we'll be continuing to announce those showings of more than a medal through our Rob Center website. And so we'll We'll have an opportunity for individuals to go to gsr.park.edu. So it's easy to remember, gsr.park.edu. And again, incredibly proud of this opportunity. So we have this until 2025. We have former President Trump's signature on it. It's congressionally approved. Park University is the only one going through this systematic review. And we hope that in the end of this, in the next couple of years, we will find that some, probably not all, but some, even one, I would tell you, Tom and Jody, even if one of those individuals posthumously is awarded the Medal of Honor, their families, as we've been talking to now, their descendants will just be filled with pride and honor, as will the entire country. And we're so proud of this effort that's happening under Dr. Westcott's leadership here with our historians and our researchers. You should be proud of that. That is meaningful work. Yeah. Sounds like Shane was meant for this job. The the, the way he I think so. throws out those numbers and yeah, he's pretty passionate about what he does. And he he really tells a great story about it too. So thanks for taking such great pride. I think with CGSC and all the background you've had over your career, that certainly led you to this point. So well done. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, and and just really you know a, a plug with our partners too. And so we mentioned the World War One Museum. In Memorial, we're grateful for their partnership, the VFW and so many others. And it is an honor to serve on the board of trustees for the Command and General Staff College Foundation. And so I think it's wonderful when we start to see these, these military support organizations come together to really recognize those that are defending our country day in and day out. Park University has been recognized quite a bit. You're probably proud every time you've seen a, a new award pop up about what success you've had. So Anything stand out for you about all these awards you've been getting? It's I'm sure it's got a it's a proud moment for you. It is a proud moment. We love to see the awards. I mean, Tom, as you said, I'm sort of a, a numbers person. I like to talk yeah. about the data. You know, from a from a numbers standpoint, we were designated a military friendly school for 2223 by Victory. We earned a top ten award ranking number six in the private, not offering a doctorate category. Military Times 2021 was best for vets colleges rankings. We're grateful for that. And then we'll have the new fall rankings that will come out for 2022. 
And so, you know, number nine ranking nationwide among private non-for-profit schools, these are all for military, number seven in the central region for the United States among all schools, both public and private. And I would say maybe last the number two in the central region among the United States for private non-for-profit schools. So, you know, we love to be in the top 10. We like to be recognized for the great work. We could not do any of this without our dedicated faculty and our staff. I appreciate the, the accolade, but truly, you know, I stand on the shoulder of giants. Our staff, our faculty really love our students. We're passionate about them. We want to see them be successful. And that's my mission in life. And so my mission is to help students. And the greatest day every year is commencement when they walk across the stage. I shake their hand, give them a hug, and, and watch them leave the stage and go on to the next phase of their career. So it is, it is a true blessing and, and grateful to be in this area of higher education. I can tell that you mean every word you're saying. Our listeners won't be able to see you, but imagine yeah. he—you can see it on his face and you can hear it in his voice. So, and, and how can you top that? I mean, we should, we should end right there. We—I I think we're about that was, to. Actually, yeah, that was magnanimous. It's <laughs> a very big word, Tom. But it's multisyllabic. So, yeah, multisyllabic. <laughs> yes. Well, Shane, you know, we couldn't be more pleased that you took some time out of your, I'm sure, very busy schedule to to join us today and share all this good information about Park University. Tom and I are pleased as we can be to get to know you over the last several months and your team. Very much so. We'd like to ask you to hang on for just a minute. We'd like to do this fun thing. We think it's fun. What's it called? We like to do a thing called the Military Minute at the end of each of our podcasts. So you can't play because you probably are going to know the answer. I hope and you, you do. you know the answer because... <laughs> and I know the answer because it's written down there. on my piece oh, of paper. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's that. But last week's Military Minute was based on our guest from the last podcast, Southeastern Guide Dogs. And the question we asked our listening audience was, veterans train on campus learning to navigate with their dogs for how many days? Did you ever figure out the answer, Tom? I thought it was around 11. But what, yes. What, is that it? 11 okay. is the answer. Right. Yes, that must be your lucky number. Yeah. So hopefully you entered on our social media platforms and watch both Instagram and Facebook to see if you were selected as the winner. I'll tell you in a minute what prize is coming your way. But this week's Military Minute topic is, of course, related to Park University. And our question for the audience, if you paid attention during this podcast, yeah. I am fairly confident find the answer, right? you could just hit rewind, back, yeah. back, 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 back. I'm pretty sure I said it at the beginning. So what year was Park University founded? Don't answer, Shane. <laughs> the answer next week, jump onto Facebook and Instagram to post your answer when you see this podcast drop. And if you're selected for your answer, you'll get $50 sent your way and $50 to a charity of your choice. Thanks again, Shane, for bearing with Tom and his jokes and spending time with us and telling all three jokes and telling again our audience about Park University and be sure to learn more about PARC at www.park.edu. And if you enjoyed today's episode, which I'm sure you did because of the jokes <laughs> and the wonderful information from Shane. So thank you again, Shane. Go out to afbank.com and subscribe to the show. Also make sure to rate us and leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's Apple Podcast or Spotify or some other, other landscape out there. Aren't there things like blueberry and I don't know. You yeah, ask my things kids. I've never even heard of before. Ask so. my children. They would. Yeah. Thank you very much. Shane, great job. Thank you. Have a great day.
Copyright 2022 Armed Forces Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All non-Armed Forces Bank-owned apps, websites, company names, and product names are trademarks or registered trademarks of their respective owners. Their mention does not imply any affiliation with or endorsement by Armed Forces Bank of them or their products and services. They are merely used as examples of the many available apps, companies, and websites that offer similar services. Before using any app or website, you should carefully review the terms of use, data collection, and privacy policy. Apps may have an initial cost or in-application purchase features. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be legal, tax, or financial advice. Although Armed Forces Bank believes this information to be accurate, it cannot ensure that it could change. Statements or opinions of individuals referenced herein are their own, not Armed Forces Bank. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation and respective governing bodies for applicable laws, such as IRS.gov for current tax law, Armed Forces Bank, the Armed Forces Bank logo, and the Militarily Speaking logo are registered trademarks of Armed Forces Bank.